It's time for another edition of the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, W-E-L-H. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Look, if you had one shot, one opportunity... Seize everything you ever wanted One moment Did you capture it? Just let it slip Yo, yo Now that's a sale by Bird Chumps right here in 88.1 FM WELH Providence. This is season two, episode seven. My name is Mikey Nails. We are locked and loaded and ready to sail away. We're not talking about the Black Island Ferry. We are talking about our sail ship, the Sports Chumps. Dean the Dream is in the hizzy. Dean the Dream, how's the week going, buddy? Not bad. I'm excited about a lot of things that are uh, in our purview right in front of us. And yes. I, I'm very, very, very excited for the present and the future. And just happy to be uh, doing well, actually uh, a couple of shows here before you uh, you head for Florida. That's it. Future's looking bright. We're not looking behind us. There's no reason to. Uh, we got a lot of things in store tonight. We're talking Sox Yanks, the Patriots, some, um, some RIPs, some very important RIPs. Uh, Chump of the Week, um, local flavor, possibly, this day in sports history. And most importantly, toward the end, a huge, huge, huge announcement and a little comedy with the Fenway Five. That's aggressive right there. Solid. Yeah. Solid. As usual, we're going to start with our, our famous number sevens. Would you like to go first this week or do you want me to kick it off? I love when you kick it off. All right. Because I like to... I got a lot of numbers. Because you said you... Talk, well, you listen, anybody who knows anybody, anybody who does a show, a podcast, a TV show, a radio show, everybody knows that there's a little bit of a production meeting. And you and I have our little production meetings during the course of a day when you you may call me 11 times for about a minute of pop. And we like kind of touch on some things. So we talk about the sevens. Even though you know me, I'm a surprise kind of guy. I don't like to tip my hand too much. But you told me today, and I'm going to go on what you told me, that you had a lot of sevens. And I didn't have a lot of sevens. So I'm just going to let you know that I'm, I'm looking for you to open up things on the 7. As Niels looks down to see if we have proper spacing here. Well, you, you here. keep wearing, like, the red things. This, these sneakers got red in them. Are you, is that a red sock? All right, thing? Niels ripped me for the sketches about, I don't know, 10 weeks ago. He started with, like, skippies. And I, I don't know what that was all about. Skippies, yeah. they cost a dollar forty nine. Yeah, but these, skippies, are, these are Nikes they with make little... your feet feel so fine. Well, if your skippies start to flop, bring them back to stop and shop. That's a very aggressive take right there, but I'm, they're black with a, the black Nikes no, a with red. a little bit I mean, of red. Which, you're, why, you don't like you're little, not a blood. You're not a game. No, but I put a little color. It goes with the socks shirt, no, and I'm no. trying to like mix and match okay. a little bit. All right, number sevens. Number sevens. Let's go. You ready? Let's do All it. Right, don't you, we're gonna say them. You don't have to go into a whole history about them. But I like that's the. But you can. Ten seconds, not thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Let's Fenway go. Fenway 5 coming up. It started with 8, down to 7. It went to 6. Boy, I'll tell you. Five. You're, it starts with the 5. You are relentless. You're just my, bear in mind. You were solo. Yes, you but part solo. of those 8, those guys like that I just met, some of them have like have, are on Facebook Live now. They're new friends of mine. Right. So they could be watching the show. They've accepted us, and they've actually, a couple of guys hit it up as far as tonight's show. So they, they know about Season 2, Episode 7? Fenway 5, yes. So, technically, um, this is episode 59, Nails. Correct. All right, we're going to start. You ready? I'm going to go? Yeah. All right. Let's go. Famous number sevens. Not any, not from yeah. the best to the worst yeah, yeah, to the yeah. worst to the best. I'm just naming them. Yeah. I got a lot of them. It's fine. All right, number one, from Rhode Island, Ernie D. 
Again, so Nails, he said that to me earlier today, and I said, what? So obviously Ernie D coming out of Providence College. Celtics. Yeah, so he was obviously wore 15 at Providence College, and for the most part, 15 in his NBA career, but did finish with the Celtics. I think it was a Celtic-Laker thing the last year there with the bad knee. Ernie, he, no D. I think he said that me. was the thing Jerry West called him, right? The no D? He, he called him no D, Ernie, yeah. They said, oh, look at, look at that guy shooting you yeah. on here. Ernie, no D? Yeah, so I guess he wore seven with the Celtics. His knees were shot. He, was, he had a walker. He couldn't even walk anymore but it was ugly but he did wear seven with the Boston Celtics nice job Danny Ainge yeah he wore seven what as a baseball player when did he wear seven 89-90 Sacramento Kings really yes so that was so obviously that was right when he got traded from the Celtics and that trade that sent Ed Pinckney the lunch pail guy and Joe Klein from Arkansas back to the Celtics for Danny Ainge I'm gonna throw you for a loop right here go ahead tiny Archibald no, because we, you and I talk, go back to old podcast yeah. about five weeks ago, and I told you Tiny Archibald wore seven with the Celtics, and he also wore seven in the sh- in the uh, in the show Winning Time, which I told you about. Kenny Anderson. All right, Kenny Anderson complained during the lockout that he had to sell one of his seven like Lamborghinis because there was no money coming in. But go ahead, Kenny Anderson out of Georgia Tech, he was great. Not a great pro, by the way. Benoit Benjamin. All right, Benoit Benjamin. I remember him as double zero with the Clippers. You're telling me he was seven somewhere. He was total utter garbage wherever he was. Swill. He doesn't even get 10 seconds. Go ahead. Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Obviously, we're in seven now with New Jersey, but I think of him of Brooklyn. I still say New Jersey. I look at Kevin Durant as number 35 with Golden State and, of course, Oklahoma City and at the University of Texas, but he is wearing seven right now. Ben Gordon. Wow. Ben Gordon out of UConn helped him win a national championship. He wore seven with the Bulls and the Pros. Okay, nice job. I don't think he wore seven in college. I think he wore four with the with the UConn Huskies. Nice job, Nils. Bobby Hurley. Wow, Bobby Hurley. I'd say, to be honest with you, now that you just mentioned him, I'd say of all the names you've mentioned so far, Hurley, who did not have a great pro career, he had no. that, he had that, uh, yeah, that motorcycle. accident. It wasn't a motorcycle accident. It was a um, car accident. No, no, no. I, th- I thought it was like a snowmobile accident. No, it something. was a car. He landed in a puddle. Was it? Was oh, yeah, yeah. Was that it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But I'm going to say, as far as number sevens, he was at the pro level, eh, college level, one of, the, one of the best. Okay. Moving on. Tony Kukoc. Oh, wow. All right, Kukoc made the three or the two to win it for the Bulls when Pippen wouldn't go in the huddle because the play wasn't designed for him. Tony Kukoc, Kukoc, overseas guy, solid player. Pistol Pete. Yeah, Pete Maravich, and you said it was what? The New Orleans Jazz and, of course, the, uh, yeah, then the Jazz. Utah Jazz, but there was New Orleans first. Yeah, New yeah. Orleans. Yeah. yeah, and then, of I course, he played for the Celtics late in his career. He was number 44. And he Another was one blown out knees. 44, and he said, I don't want to die of a heart attack at 40, and he died of a heart attack at 40. Kenny but. Lofton. Kenny Lofton, seven? Yes, Kenny Lofton. Oh, I like it. See, now you hit me with baseball, I get the chills. Kenny Lofton played at the University of Arizona with Steve Kerr. He was a backup point guard to Steve Kerr and, of course, did a great job in the major leagues with the Cleveland Indians. Of course, the most famous number seven, Mickey Mantle. No doubt about it. That's my number one on my list, and I'm um, very impressed with your list. I don't list. know if I'm wrong on this. You're going to correct me. Doug yeah. Flutie. Yeah, I think with Buffalo, I think he actually was seven. Nice job. I When I think of Flutie, I'm thinking 22 in college with Boston College, two in the pros with your, your Chicago Bears from those late 80s teams. And I think even with the Patriots, he was on the scab team when they struck, when they had the strike. I think um, he was number two. But he definitely did wear seven at one point. I think that was with Buffalo. Nice job. Joe Theismann. Yeah, Joe Theismann, of course, the, the worst injury we've ever seen when LT hit him from the, from the edge, and it was ugly after that. Boomer Esiason. All right, Nails alluding to the lefty coming out of Maryland with the blonde hair, albino look. He was solid. I don't know if that's an edit. That's just a, it's just what he was. I don't get it. But if he Nails believes it to be an edit, it could be. But uh, yeah, Boomer Esiason, good quarterback and a very good announcer and broadcaster. Phil Esposito. Okay, so Phil Esposito is going to tie into somebody that I'm going to mention when you allow me to do my list. But Phil Esposito a was a great. He was a great bro. And keep keep it coming, bro. John Elway. Wow. Shame on me. Elway should be on my list. Elway wasn't number seven. We, yes, absolutely. Cristiano Ronaldo. You gotta give. You gotta give it to him. He's a seven. That's an impressive thing on your part to throw a little soccer in there. Nice job, Nails. Uh, Mr. Steroid himself, Barry Bonds. Yes, when Bonds came up with Pittsburgh, he did wear seven before he changed to twenty-four. Nice job, Michael Vick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm all set with Vick. I don't care. Pudge Rodriguez. Yep. Pudge Rodriguez, one of the great catches of all time, other than Johnny Bench, probably the best of all time. Raymond Bork. 
You stole a little thunder there, but yeah, Raymond Bork, one of the, my guys in Boston Bruins, and it's good stuff. Randall Cunningham. All right, Nails alluded to Randall Cunningham. His, his brother, Sam the Bam Cunningham, was a running back for the Patriots in the 70s. Came out of the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and of course played for those Buddy Ryan teams with the Eagles. I know you liked him, never won anything, but he was good. Big Ben Roethlisberger is my last one. Real? Oh, Big Ben? Yeah, nice job, Nails. You don't have him? You're big on Roethlisberger, aren't no, you? you yes, you are. It. No, I don't. No, I didn't. No, I know no. he's number seven. You didn't, like, throw me a curveball, but no. he's not on my list. Why? I, I don't know why he's not. I don't know. He's I didn't think. Swill. No, he's not. No. no, he's not. I think he's one of the toughest guys of all time. All right. You're going to have some. Are you going to have throw everyone for a loop and have someone that nobody knows? So, all right. So, I'm going to give you my list really quick. Okay. You know, obviously, the first thing I think about is baseball because it, it resonates with me. So, I think of, like, the Red Sox. And I've got two guys that, like, I know, sunny, sunny, sunny. Nobody cares. I'm going to go with Rick Burleson, the shortstop from the late 70s. He teamed up with Jerry Remy as, a, as the keystone combo up the middle. Second base shortstop. All right. Rooster won number seven with the stash. He went over to Anaheim and played for the Angels for a few years. Rick Burleson, number seven. And, of course, J.D. Drew who popped one off the camera in center field off Fausto Carmona in the 2007 uh, ALCS when the Red Sox were down and out looking for a W in game six. That was his, his claim to fame after a five-year, $70 million contract. And by the way, his little brother, Stephen Drew, ended up being the Red Sox shortstop a few years later and was the shortstop on the 2013 World Championship team. So both brothers wore seven and played this, uh, played one played short and one played right field. So that's the Red Sox flavor. Of course, on my list, I had Kevin Durant. So did you. Um, Mickey Mantle's my number one. It, there's, there's no number two because Mantle is just like head and shoulders above everybody. Mm-hmm. We all know what the Mick did. Um, and of course, I got a couple here that I'm going to, I got to mention um, one of our loyal listeners, George the Greek. Uh, we call him Pudge, the Greek mm-hmm. assassin, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. He mentioned D. Brown. I told him that D. Brown was swell. And he said, well, he won a dunk contest. Tell Niels to get over it. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what he said. Okay, so D. Brown played for the Celtics. Unfortunately, it was tough for him to come on to the Boston Celtics in the early 90s because Bird was kind of winding down. And I guess Bird used to kind of critique the kid and say, you know what? We need more out of you. And they really never got that more. Nah, he's so, won the same But he, I think he, did he do the dunk contest when he blindfolded himself? Nah, Niels? I know you know that stuff. Himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were checking that's for like, Cedric Sabalas. No, no, he he. Oh, that's right. And D Brown did the what? Hand he over the, the he eyes. Did, yeah. He, no, I thought you were like. I thought you were going for your pits. I didn't know where you were going with that. No, my but, pits are good tonight. All right, early innings here on the chumps. We're building it here. Episode <clears throat> seven, season two, mm-hmm. which is episode fifty nine overall. And the one, the one more guy that I have, you've already mentioned it. And the reason reason why I mention is because the Greek did tell me, don't forget Ray Bork. Now a lot of people don't realize that Ray Bork. Finished as a Bruin with number 77. The reason why 77 was pulled from him was because he was wearing seven the whole time, but because they decided to retire the number of Phil Esposito, who you, the aforementioned Phil Esposito that you mentioned, they decided to, they decided to uh, retire the number, so Bork had to go 77. Nails cleaning off his right arm because I made contact. It's all good here. 12 minutes into the chumps, but Ray Bork was a great Bruin and unfortunately could not get a ring in Boston and he was finally subsequently traded to the uh, Colorado Avalanche and got his ring, unfortunately not in Boston. No. That's a wrap with the number sevens. Solid. A lot of, lot, of, lot, lot, of sevens. lot of action going on there with the sevens. sevens, huh? A lot of sevens. Moving on, MLB, we're going to talk uh, Yankees, Sox. The Sox close out the series with a three- Donut win against the Yankees. That's what our Red Sox fans like to hear. They took the series 2-1. Uh, most likely not making the playoffs, unfortunately. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Dream might rebuttal on that and have some comments. He was in attendance Saturday night with the Fenway 8. It started with 8, went down to 7, went to 6. Now we're at the Fenway 5. We'll get into that toward the end. Dream, your take on the yankees Sox series. Well, obviously, Nails, you look at this series, and the Red Sox right now sit at 57-59 and 59 in last place comfortably in the AL East, looking up at, like, everybody. So and you even think of the wild card, even though they're only four and a half games back, they have six teams ahead of them with 46 games to play. As far as this series, let's break it down. You had the Yankees who scored five runs in three games and still came out with a win. If I'm the Red Sox and you're desperate for victories, this has to be a sweep here. And I know it's tough to sweep the New York Yankees, but this team has been struggling. The Yankees have been struggling lately to score runs. Their pitching hasn't been as good. 
And, you know, Judge has cooled off a little bit, even though he's been great. Yeah, okay. Oh, uh, and Friday night he hit one onto Lansdowne Street. I think it's still going off of Aldi. But, of course, the Red Sox get a win on Friday night. Tommy Pham gets the big hit in the 10th inning to win the game. The Red Sox come back Saturday night, the game I'm in attendance. And, of course, they take the pipe that night, okay? ELH, ELH, ELH. But at this point right now, you're looking at a Red Sox team trying to battle the Yankees and still take two out of three. You go into Sunday night with Michael Waka 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 coming off the DL. The, I, I say the DL. It's still the DL to me. I, I hate have a question about Waka Waka. Not to, yeah, not to interrupt That's you. That's okay. He, he had a phenomenal game, and they pulled him. Why would they pull him? All right, so to be honest with you, be happy that they didn't pull him earlier because I'm going to just tell you one thing. Usually when a guy's coming off an injury, he had something called, they call it dead arm, but it was his shoulder actually. I know, you know, you're putting your hands up. He had a good year going before this injury. So he had him pitching about a month and a half. So usually you would see a, a Cora or any manager say, we're going to put a ceiling on him for maybe 70 pitches tonight, which is usually about five innings. But he was dealing. I know he was getting everybody out. They pulled him. I know he was getting, yeah, but he pitched seven innings and he actually, he, he was he was dialed. He had nine strikeouts. They weren't going to go any more than that with him. Actually, Cora said before the game, there's no restrictions on him. We're going to go with him. But they felt like at that point, we're going to go to the bullpen with the 3 nothing lead on Sunday Night Baseball, ESPN. You had Raphael Devis hits the two-run homer over the right field bullpen to give the Sox that cushion. And I think that Cora believed with his bullpen ready to go, Ryan Brazier pitched the eighth and Garrett Whitlock pitched the ninth. And the Red Sox come out of there with two out of three versus the Yankees. And I think that they're feeling pretty good about themselves with 46 games to play, despite the fact that they have a lot of teams. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Are they making the playoffs? I, I don't think so, um, but obviously anybody who's a diehard Red Sox fan that wants to see it through right to the end, I got to say right now that they're mathematically still alive, and there's oh. enough, there's an, because they just are, they're mathematically they're still in the hunt, they're only four and a half, five games back in the wild card, you keep playing until somebody tells you that you're not, you're not mathematically in it anymore. All right, so, so this, 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 the, the regular season ends, what, around October? October 1, right around yeah. there, yeah. Where do you see them, let's... Give me your knowledge yeah. on them. What are you? What are the odds? They're not good. Okay. I mean, and, and, that's, that's not what no, I mean. It, no, no, no. I, I think it's a long shot, Nails, and I'll tell you why. I, I look at four and a half games. I'm. I have no problem with that. We can make up four. We the Red Sox can make up four and a half games. I'll tell you what the problem is. When you've got six teams in front of you, now you have to leapfrog everybody. When you got the Orioles six games over five hundred, that's unbelievable. And the Red Sox did beat Baltimore in a makeup game. On, they beat Baltimore in a makeup game on Thursday, so the Red Sox beat them head-on. They're going to be going to Baltimore soon. I'm going to be attending that series out in Baltimore in Camden Yards in early September. So I, still- hope, I hope you guys get more than two two hotel rooms. All right, We're going to leave it at that. Almost 17 minutes into Season 2, Episode 7 of the Sports Chumps, there's concerns about room arrangements and who's sleeping where. I don't know. I'm just saying. Nails is going to take it and run with it, and I have to deal with it because I tip my hand. <laughs> We're still building it here, and I still believe that this team has enough games left. You've got Tommy Pham, the addition from Cincinnati. He's been playing good ball in left field. He got the game-winning hit Friday night. Hosma, he's been swinging it here. He looks like JBJ, but defensively at first base, he's been a, he's been a, a definitely a steadying influence for the Red Sox. Alex Cora doesn't have to worry about his his defense right now, at least in the infield with Arroyo at second. Trevor Story's starting to hit off a tee. He could be back in a week. And I think, I believe, Kike Hernandez comes back Tuesday night to play against the Pirates. So they're starting to get a little bit healthy right now. And the walker outing the other uh, Sunday night was just amazing. Nine strikeouts in seven days. Right, so you, you see a strong ending for the Sox. That's where I'm go- taking this with you. Yeah, you I see think a strong looks, ending yeah. for the Sox and a possibility. I'm going to go 80-20, so 80% not making the playoffs. But 20% they could get there. That's I think that's pretty fair. Okay. I just, yes. I, yeah. Anything else with MLB? Yeah, so obviously, you know, you go around the league right now, and of course, you, you know, I saw the Yankees over the weekend, and and of course, Benintendi comes back to Boston. I thought he'd get a little bit more of a buzz from the fans. It was very quiet, but Benintendi had a big double on Saturday night and scored the win and run on the, uh, on the squeeze play. So obviously, you look at this Yankee team, I think they're struggling a little right now, and this is probably the time you want to struggle in mid-August so they can get their bearings back. They got a few guys out, and if they get healthy, down the stretch, they're going to have Stanton back pretty soon. I think the Yankees are going to be okay. Um, but as we speak right now, all the wins they've had this year, 
this last month really hurt them because right now they're not even the number one team in the American League right now. It's the Houston Astros under Dusty Baker. And of course, led by Jordan Alvarez. And of course, Jose Altuve at second base and Alex Bregman. That team's still rolling. They did get some bad news um, on Friday when... Uh, their left fielder, Michael Brantley, is going to have uh, labrum surgery on his shoulder. He's going to be out the rest of the season. But I believe they're deep enough to withstand that and still be competitive in the American League. I still see the Yankees and the Astros being the two teams battling it out in the uh, for the pennant. All right, that's a wrap with MLB. You are listening to 88.1 FM WELH Providence. We are the Sports Jumps. You can check out all of our pack- podcasts up on our website. Our website is thesportschumps.com. Just go to that Spotify link. Click that link and all of our podcasts are up there. You can email Dean or Mike with any questions, concerns, or comments at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Keep it locked right here in 88.1. We have a big announcement coming up. Uh, We're going to have a little fun toward the end, but right now we're going to kick off some NFL preseason games with the Pats losing 23-21 to the Giants. Uh, They had some defensive presence in the game uh, Terrence Mitchell and Mac Wilson had a heck of a game. They made their presence felt on defense with a great acquisitions question mark. Um, we're going to kick it over to Dream so we can get his analysis on the preseason game. Well, Neil, I got to be honest with you. You know, forget about the score. Nobody cares about the score in a preseason game. Win, lose, draw. Who cares? I'm looking at like all the experts that said this team was going to be dreadful coming out, coming out, not knowing who the coordinators are. And we're going to get into that, but not knowing what's going on, not, not really having a game plan going in. But I, I, I took this 23-21 loss as just like another game. But it looked like the Patriots had some energy, and I kind of like what I saw on defense. And as you mentioned, a couple of guys with Mitchell and Wilson, they look like a couple of new players that could help guys that we're not really familiar with, okay? And you look at some of the guys that are back this year that are going to come back and help this team. You've, uh, Of course, Malcolm Butler's back for a second tour of duty with the Patriots. A lot of the guys that you know are going to be there from day one, they're probably not even going to play much in the preseason. So a lot of the guys that are etched in stone, the less you see of those guys, that means that their roster spot is more solidified. The guys that you're seeing, the Mitchells and the Wilsons, those are the guys fighting for their lives right now, trying to make that roster. And there's always going to be a diamond in the rough somewhere. And I, I, I like what I saw out of this team on on, uh, Thursday night, despite the fact that everybody's been down on this team, feeling like that Mac Jones is going to take a step back in season two, and of course we did not get a chance to see Mac Jones in this game, and I'm fine with that. You got to see uh, Brian Hoyer play a part of the game, and you got to see the uh, rookie, the fourth round pick, Bailey Zappi play a, a good portion of the game. So they split the game, and I thought both guys were pretty much, pretty effective, and I believe the kid Taekwon Thornton that we talked about, and I think the, I think Dr. Football told us that he was having a good camp so far. Yeah. I think he caught a touchdown. He got a little separation. So it was nice to see him get on the board and get his feet wet in the NFL. This is definitely a work in progress, and, and, and I think I like what I see a lot more than what, what everyone else is seeing. Uh, the biggest question of the whole NFL season with the Patriots is basically who's making the offensive play calling since the departure of Josh McDaniels. And Belichick made a ridiculous quote, as always, because mm-hmm. he doesn't really want to get into it. Right. And his his quote was, it's a work in progress. Stop it. Yeah, of course, you, you, of course, we've been doing this dance for 20 years. We never cared because we were winning Super Bowls. Now when the team's like, you know, potentially 6-11, six and, six and 7-10, and 10, people want answers and say, what's going on here? Is this team headed in the right direction? And you're not going to get that answer from Belichick. I told you something that was telling to me the other night was, and I still don't understand this, I thought that Patricia and Judge were going to be on opposite sides of the ball. It sounds to me like they're going to be splitting the offensive duties. And it seemed to me like when Hoyer came off the field, he went right for he went right for Patricia. And it seemed like when Zappi went off the field, he went right for Judge. So it seemed like they're splitting the duties with the quarterbacks. Forget about the offensive and the defensive side of the ball. It leads me to believe on the defensive side of the ball, Gerard Mayo is going to be the guy that's going to be running the show, even though they won't give you anything definitive to go on. And of course, his son, Steve Belichick, in the mix there too so a lot of things are still happening this is very unconventional if you're an NFL fan or an NFL team you're not going to see anyone else doing what the Patriots are doing right now but it better work out because right now a lot of people are very skeptical and think that there's uh, a lot of dissension and a lot of problems in that uh, New England uh, that New England clubhouse anything else you want to mention with the uh, 
NFL? Yeah, obviously, um, I mentioned last week, I feel bad because obviously, you know, you're in that division with the Jets, who are usually the doormat, but they've had a good draft. They've been drafting good players. It just seems like they're the Jets and things go wrong. So I mentioned last week, their their, uh, number one pick from a couple of years ago, the tackle, Makai Becton. He hurt his kneecap. Looks like he's going to miss the whole season. And of course, they dodged a bullet on their first preseason game when quarterback Zach Wilson, who uh, looked like he was tr- he was thought he was playing in a regular season game, decided to run towards the sideline and cut back in. Everyone thought he tore his ACL. Fortunately, it's a meniscus issue, and he's going to have surgery today, I believe, or tomorrow, and it looks like he's going to be out mm, two to four weeks, so they dodged a bullet there. May not be ready for the first game of the season, but they dodged a huge bullet because he could have been out for the entire season, and it looks like they're going to go with the immortal Joe Flacco as the backup quarterback. Awful. Yeah. The third string quarterback is that kid, Chris White. Remember you and I talked about him last year on the podcast when we were talking about how I was at the game and you said the kid White gave them a little energy. As yeah. a, he's the third guy. So if something would happen, the Flacco would be the kid, Chris White, who actually gave them some energy last year when he got in for some certain time. Obviously, this is a bad news for the Jets. Good news that Wilson will be back, but bad news because you're stunting the growth of the kid that needs all the reps he can get. He needs to be getting better in season two. And obviously, if he's on the sideline with surgery, any kind of surgery, you're concerned. And uh, hopefully, they're going to have him back in you know four weeks. I don't think he will play game one. That's my opinion. All right, that's a wrap with the NFL. Uh, my name is Mikey Nails. My broadcast partner is Dean the Dream. Dean the Dream, how was your week going this week? I mean, I know your schedule's changed up a little bit, and you've had some time to yourself and all that fun stuff. The yard looks great. Thank you. The lighting looks good. Yeah. The the, the the grass is trimmed to perfection. I think you have the only green grass on the street. It's tough this summer to have green done. grass. I'm and listen. I'm not gonna thank you, but I mean, there's if you looked real close, there's a lot of blotches. I'm just saying, there's a lot of brown. But for the most part, it's it's not it's not Fenway Park, but it looks pretty good, all things considered. Um, I decided to go. Obviously, I have sprinklers for the early morning. I decided to like those days. I think my uh, my uh, landscaper guy told me if it's more than 85, hit them up again. If you know, give it more water. So on those days, I would go. I double down in like the middle of the afternoon. I'd hit them again. Then on a timer. Yeah, they are in the mornings, but like if I want to do it again, I have to go hit it manual. Just, just set a timer for night. Right, but I don't do it every day. So obviously they go on every morning at like four in the morning. And if I want to hit them again, all they do is I'll say on my way to work at three o'clock. I just go hit the manual button and they just roll again. You don't know how to set the timer? All right, here we are, 20, eh, almost 26 minutes into season two, episode seven. Neil's alluding to the fact I can't set the timer. He's not wrong, okay, but I have my own system to make it happen. I've put the water on the second time manually. It's all good here on the chumps. We're building it here. A lot of things to talk about still. A couple of things down the stretch. People are going to be real happy about what we got here. Uh, yes, they are. Even our haters are going to be happy. That's amazing. I love saying that. Why does anybody have to hate? Well, Makes them feel better about themselves? Of course. Well, because they're stagnant in their life and they haven't gone anywhere. Chrissy, Chrissy Moltisanti said that in The Sopranos once. He said, you know, yeah, it, Tony does that. He goes, you know, he villainizes you. Makes him feel better about himself. You know, he makes me the bad guy. He makes him feel, props himself up a little bit, you know? And it was funny because it was always the things that Tony used to say were the same things that he used to do or deal with. And he would think, yeah, you know what? People use it as a crutch. Well, but you did the same thing. You know what I mean? You were seeing the, you were seeing the strength, the therapist, the whole nine. It's all good. All right, moving on. NBA, Kevin Durant still in the market. <clears throat> Celtics need to make a move. They need to make the move quick. They need to go to the bathroom or get off the toilet. What are we doing? It's aggravating. Yeah. Just make the move. Stop it now. It's it's a dragging it when out. When you say make the move, you're out. saying you want them to make the move? Make the move. Okay. Because you, ju- I know it. you jumped on a couple of weeks ago. You were yeah. off on it, then you got on it. So, well, like- because if you think about it, it's 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 the, now is their shot to get that yeah. the, the belt. They got to yeah. get the hardware. And I, I didn't think I told you, and I'm going to make... I, I, I re- rebuttaled, and yeah. I said... That no, you did. You yeah. said, but you said, no, I think I want to do it now. And I told you, obviously, if you can make that deal, how many times you were telling me for weeks, oh, well, why are you going to mention Robert Williams all the time? I said, well, hold on. In this deal that they're talking about, Rob Williams isn't in it. If we can get him without giving up Williams or Smart, and you're giving up Jalen Brown, Derek White, and couple of picks, which are going to be swill picks, because you're going to you're gonna win 55 games. Who cares? Yep. So, like, what are we giving up? You do it. And, I, and, and a lot of people say, well, Durant's 33 with a bad wheel, and he's going to be close to 34. Okay. So he's got seven years on Jalen Brown, who's 26. I get it. But also people forget Jalen Brown has two years left on his contract, and my gut, which is usually right, 
tells me that he's not re-signing in Boston after those two years, whether he's upset because we try to trade him, or he's just being a baby, he's or, upset because or whether he thinks he wants them. to be a civil rights activist. I don't know what his game is. If he thinks he's Batman, if he thinks he's Batman and Tatum's Robin, he's delusional. But my point is, you look at Durant at 34, he just signed a new four-year extension, so at least you have him for four years, provided he doesn't play the baby role again and demand another trade. So I like, really, the, the components in this deal, as long as you're not giving up Rob Williams, you don't want to give up your whole team, you're looking to add to it. What bothered me was, now he says his preferred destinations. Oh yeah, Boston. Thanks, thanks for putting the C's in the mix. You also mentioned Philadelphia there. So that leads me to believe he'd be willing to go after he just after James Harden just left him. He's willing to go to Philadelphia to go play with Embiid and Harden. What a big three that would be, even though Harden has lost a step. Because obviously that trade would, that trade would have to con- consist of, obviously the kid Tyrese Maxey, who's turning into a superstar, Tobias Harris, and I don't know what else Philly could give them because I don't I don't know what else, if I'm Brooklyn, anything else I would want. You already made the Ben Simmons deal. I don't know what else you would want. All right, Nails just popped up something on his phone. Zion Williamson, I don't even see a neck. I don't know. He's got no neck. Zion. He's got three chins. I don't know. He just got a two hundred and thirty. I don't know a two hundred and thirteen million dollar extension. He didn't play a game last year, and I think that that looks like that doesn't even look like him. Is that really him? It's it's awful. I just don't get it. <laughs> it's like me with a tank top. All right, Nails and I almost hit the black top this morning, but he got called in. Yeah, That's something for later. But like we're gonna, I don't, I don't know if we're gonna do horse or if we're gonna do one on one. Whatever he told me to do, I was gonna be there at nine thirty, and it didn't come to fruition. Zion, I don't know. Oliver Miller all over again. I don't know. I don't know. I know the Greek George Pudge Ziantaka said lay off of old Miller. He's solid, but he always comes back to old Miller. You ate yourself out of the league. It's all good here on the chumps. We're halfway home, 30 minutes in. All right. I have a, uh, we're going to start a new topic this week. It's called the uh, um, dumbest sports mem of the week. Mems, whatever you want to say it, okay? And I noticed on social media that Orange Juice Simpson, OJ Simpson, had a quote in the quote was, I tried to avoid LA because I don't want to sit next to my wife's killer. It's the sickest thing I've ever heard. It's one of the... You mentioned it to me today. It was one of the most bizarre things that I think I've ever heard. That is I, the sickest thing I've ever heard. I don't even know what to make of that. Obviously, or, what's his real name? Orenthal? Orenthal James? Yeah, Orenthal James Simpson. Yeah. I mean, I just don't even know what to say. I mean, the glove, did it fit? It didn't. You have to acquit. Here we are, 20, what, 94, we're 28 years yeah. later, and he's talking about the actual killer. If the when glove it's like don't fit, you must acquit. Yeah, well, I don't... <laughs> Hey, not the shift gears. You know, obviously, the Jackie Childs from Seinfeld. He was the guy who, like, pretended he was supposed to be Johnny Cochran in the show. Yeah. You know, he's doing, um, he's doing. you know, I love those Snyder's pretzels. He's doing the Snyder's pretzels commercial now, the promos for it. And he used to get mad on Seinfeld if, like, he'd order his lunch and there was cheese because he didn't like cheese. And he'd be like, always with the cheese, huh? So, like, he's in this he's in this, in this this episode, in this commercial, and he tastes the Snyder's and they're, like, cheese flavor. He's like... Actually, pretty good. Now, of course, it's it's him. Like thirty years later, he's a little older, but it's just it's still funny. And of course, Orenthal James Simpson or whatever his name was, he was in the uh, he was in the Bronco with uh, AC Collins, Al Collins. <laughs> Al Co- <laughs> I just can't. When you said that to me today, I just don't even know what it's to make sick, of that. It's the sickest thing on social. No, media. he doesn't want to be next time. to the killer. He doesn't want to sit. Yeah. Well, maybe you should say I'm gonna go. Maybe you should say I'm gonna go looking for the real killer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop it. Right. I mean, yeah, stop. For Listen. Me. Listen, I always say, what do I always tell you? I say this in life. I say it all the time. Yeah. Don't poke the bear. You got away with it. Yeah. Stop yeah, it. Just disappear. Just don't don't talk and don't be, don't be relevant. Just stay away. Don't sign autographs. No, don't st- go rob your, your yeah. tournament juice. back. Juice, stay away. Yeah, just stop don't it. take off you got, you got away with a double. You, <laughs> yeah. Stop it, all right? Yeah, double jeopardy. And we're laughing, but you know what? Two lives were lost. You're, you're complete garbage. You got yeah. away with it. It is. Okay? I, I feel for... Um, the Goldman family and the and yes, the, and the uh, Nicole Brown and family. And I'm only making no, I know, I'm making fun of, of, of him, not OJ Simpson because he's not, a clown. Yeah, not it, not no, not no, the no, actuals. No. no, he's a clown. OJ Simpson is a clown. No, we don't do that here on the chumps. No, We're still, it's ridiculous. No, I don't want to stop it. Don't I don't want to say it. Let's not give him any more of your time. But it was. I hate to say it. Unfortunately, it's funny because it's it's so irrational and delusional. The guy and I told you this. That's the whole everything I equate to Seinfeld. And I told you George walks out of monks one day and he looks at Jerry and says. Jerry, it's not a lie if you believe it. 
I really believe that in his mind he's a sick yeah. he's a sick human he's being. Sick, he yeah, believes yeah. that like he's you know to even say that you're opening up Pandora's. Why even do that? You know, I mean, is he going to do it on his deathbed and say I did it? I mean, what are we doing over here? He's complete garbage. All right, Nails is going up, down, up, down on his right. I don't know bicep. I don't really know. I, That's a tricep. Oh, tricep. All right, I shut two, the mic off for a second. Two is by. Tri is three. Uh, I, I think I first, right, but first of all, I don't want to, don't even use the word buy in light of like some of the things that you were oh, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, edit, edit. 34 minutes in, we haven't crossed the line. I believe everything's still clean here on the chumps. We're still building it. You got the you got the cutoff shirt, which is something similar to what I was going to wear on the blacktop this morning, but it didn't come to fruition. But you tell me to be there the next time, and I'll yeah, be there. Might, maybe tomorrow. I got to see my schedule. Well, that's aggressive, right yeah. there. All right, so we're gonna move on. Uh, we're gonna get off OJ Simpson. And we're going to jump on the uh, chump of... Oh, before we get to the chump of the week, Mm -hmm. uh, let's do um, a little uh, um, tribute to the uh, Princeton coach. Yeah, no, no, nice job, Niels. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Obviously, he had a great life. But um, Pete Carrill, 92 years old, passes away today at the age of 92. And, of course, everybody remembers him from Princeton. I know you love that old school style with the you know the back door yep. and the whole thing. I think they beat UCLA in '95. That team with uh, that had Tyus Edney on it. That uh, just I think. Then they had the, the two twins. They beat the two twins. Yeah. Yep. And I think it was actually '96, not '95. UCLA had won the championship the year before, and the next year they beat them in the tournament. Earl Boykins? Did he play for that? Earl Boykins actually looked like Tyus Edney. Earl Boykins came out of East Tennessee oh, okay. State. He was five seven, but he looked like Tyus Edney. Actually, the the game that I'll always remember him for. I was at that game. The open round of the NCAA tournament. The first two rounds were at the dunk in 1989 and he almost beat Alonzo Mourning and Dikembe Mutombo, the Twin Towers, and at the dunk and it came down to the last shot of the game where, of course, Alonzo got a piece of the ball. I think Georgetown escaped with a, with a one-point victory in that game, but of course, everybody was talking about Pete Carell and his style of play and how it translated into the NCAA tournament. Obviously, they didn't make a deep run, but it was still fun to watch. And he was a legend in the Ivy League for, for many, many years. And I think late in his career, he went on to coach as an assistant in the NBA with the uh, Sacramento Kings. He did. he did a lot of great things. Yeah. So, solid. Um, RIP, uh, yes. P- Pete Carell. Solid, solid career. Yeah. Probably a great all-around guy, too. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. 92 years old, he lived a great life. Any other mentions? Luckily, I don't have any other RIPs. I'm happy. To, I'm happy to tell you I don't have any more to report. All right, so we're going to move on to Chump uh, of the week, and it's unfortunate that it's Fernando Tatis. Guy's a crumb. He's a zero. I can't say the other word. Stop it. You don't need the. You don't need Deer Antler. You don't need to take any of that. Just hit the ball and play the game. Stop it. You're taking all all the substances and all that stuff. The next one to be called out is going to be Aaron Judge. I consider you a little bit more educated with, like, a little bit more, like, broad with topics. So I'm going to ask you, what is ringworm? Ringworm is, is um, it's it's an intestine thing when you eat something and it's like a little parasite. Okay. And it happens in animals and it can happen in humans. Why? Uh, Who's got a ringworm? Don't come they, to me. They're, trying, they're trying to say that, that, this is what I'm hearing. I've, I've done some research. You've done some. The rumor is that, like, he took what he said he took because he had ringworm. For ringworm? Again, I'm just I'm the, the, who are you insulting here. I'm just telling Stop you. It. Just, yeah, just, no, it's just, awful. Just, own it. Just, just own you it. You did it. Own it. I'm sorry. Okay. It was an illegal substance that I used it. I'm going to take the fine. I'll take it on the chin. Yeah. Move on. Play next year. We'll see you next year. So everybody out there, all of our listeners have been listening to us. This is our 59th episode. Fernando Tatis, if I'm not mistaken, last, last summer was one of our chumps of the week. And this dates back to when he got into an altercation yeah. in the dugout with Manny, with Manny Machado, who I also think is a punk. But at least he stepped up and told him, you know what? I'm the veteran now. You're not. It's not all about you. He, he made it about him in the dugout. And now, of course, you go into the offseason, people forget already, the guy hasn't played a baseball game all year long. He gets a P, gets popped for PEDs and 80-game suspension while he's not even active, okay? And now, why isn't he active? Oh, because he got in a motorcycle accident in the offseason, so he already hosed his team already. And they're paying him. He's in the middle of that 13-year, $340 million contract. When he plays, he is one of the elite players, one of the most exciting players to watch in the game. I actually love watching the kid play. This is awful, and I got to tell you something. I love absolutely love the things that general manager A.J. Prella said. Here's a guy who's made some bold moves. He went out and got Juan Soto. He's put them in a position to win a World Series. And he has to sit here and watch one of his best players, the core of that team. You put him with Machado and Soto. That's the best one, two, three punch you'll ever see. 
Um, and he's a very selfish kid right now. And I don't want to hear you didn't know what you put in your body. Stop. Just stop it right now. But Prella said, you know what? I really thought after the offseason and what he did that he'd have a little bit more maturity. It's time to own up. And I don't think he really owned it because he said he didn't know what he put in his body. I just, I just can't buy that, Nails. I'm sorry. It's awful. Just own it. Yeah. So I guess he's trying to backtrack now. And of course, his agent probably stepped in and now he's trying to say some of the right things. But I just thought it's not good enough for me. Everybody makes mistakes. You made the mistake. Don't let it happen anymore. I mean, it's been going on for decades with with MLB. Right. We we could talk about it. We could talk about it until we're in our grave. It's going to happen. So let me flip it. So let me ask you a question before we go any further. Yeah, go ahead. And this is probably, I know you're a purist. Yeah. You're a purist. Yeah. Okay. And and I am too. But. My question is, do you let, this is, I probably shouldn't even say this because you're going to be against it, but do you let the guys take the juice, but you also let the pitchers use what they want on the ball? Now you're getting away from baseball, but what's good for the goose it's good for the game. Wow, that's a great, great, it's probably it's 59 episodes in, one of the greatest questions, and I, wow, wow. I don't. I don't have an answer for you. I don't want to see. No, I don't want to see either one. But like, you make a good point. You're saying like, if you can do it, I can do it. It's like you know what? If you're gonna do something, I'm gonna do something. <sighs> it's gonna draw people to watch. You're gonna put more butts in seats. And I know it's not. It's not. Uh, it's not. Um, how about how about nobody takes the juice and nobody doctors the ball and we just play baseball? Why oh, can't we just do yeah, that? Yeah, Del Carr, possible future Hall of Famer. Joe Mora, one number seven. Yeah, Joe Mora for the Twins. Okay, right, I like Mora. All right, Delca. We know you're out in those sticks. We're still waiting to have a little conversation. All right, Delca. I mean, like, I love you to death, but I mean, you knew who the PA announcer was for the Sixes in, like, 79. Stop it, will you? We're trying to build it over here. You're solid, though. Um, no, I don't... First on that, guess, you're going to be the first. After this announcement, Delca, you're going to be the... Well, we hope so. Guess. He lives in the sticks. We're going to work on that. Yeah. What you, what's going on with the, the do? You, you told me not... look like the creamer. But you told me not to wear the hat. No. So I, did you I sandbag me? No, but I mean, the, so I put you the just did something to the hair. All right, so anybody here, 40, like minute, 40 minutes into the chumps, if you're, on, if you're on Facebook Live, I don't know how my hair looks. There's no gel in it. Ridiculous. You like when I go out natural, but now you're knocking it. You told me not hey, to I got to ask you a personal question. You told me not to put the lid on Can it. I ask you a personal question? Yes, you can. How was, how, how was the lettuce when you went with the Fenway Five? I wore the, uh, not wore, I used the, um, how do you say it, the Tresmeni um, gel. You, you, you used the you used the love juice in the hair. I didn't use the hard blue gel. It kind of makes my hair look like real, like, you know, stiff. ELH, ELH, no, not ELH. There's no edit there. It's clean, yeah. but it's all good. Um, the fan, what do you call it, the Fantastic Five? What do you, the Fenway Five. Fenway Five. five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for anybody out there, we still got some time left. You're going to know what the Fenway 5 is before we sign off tonight. Season 2, Episode 7. I had a great time at Fenway, even though I was with seven other guys, and they were all Yankee fans. So I had to, I had a lot to deal with, but it was an enjoyable time. By the way, walking down Boylston Street, who do we walk by? The great Pedro Martinez. Nice. Did you say hi? I did. I said, you're the best of all time. And then one of the guys took it to another level and made sure he got a picture with him. I didn't want to push it. You should have. Nah, just you I know mean, what? Your picture was taken. Let the guy have his time, and you know what? It's funny. I think he's. I think he's around more now because his kids playing for that Brockton Rocks team. Yeah, and they had is. they had a thing on ESPN last night about all the kids and D'Angelo yeah. and, and Pedro's kid, and and you know, of course, we're, we're off track. Back to Fernando. Yeah, sorry, uh, Tatis. I just think he's selfish. This is a pattern now, and I think that's what AJ, the GM AJ Prello was saying. This is a pattern. I thought he'd be more mature. So he comes back. He gets in an, in an auto, uh, a motorcycle accident in the off season. He hasn't played a game yet because of the shoulder injury. Now here he is. He's trying to come back, and he gets popped for PEDs. Where does it end? My question to you was going to be. How does he make it up? Because you know me, I'm a purist. It bothers me that like I'm always going to think of him as the guy who got an 80-game suspension. What does he do to make it right? Because like, you, you got to move forward. He's got to come back, and he's got to shut up, and he's got to stay in his in his space and just ignore all the people that are going to torture him. And a couple of years, he'll be fine, but he's got to be able to do that. He's got to get the thick skin. you got to callous your mind now. Yeah. Very hard for these young players to callous your mind. I always say you got to callous your hands and this and that. Okay. you got to callous your mind. Callous the mind. Forget what people say. Play the game and you'll be fine. You okay. made a mistake. Own it. Own well, it. That, that, all right. So you said it at the end. Thank you. Because that's what I was waiting for you to say. Like, at what point you just say, you know what? My bad. Don't tell me you don't know what you're putting in your body because these guys know that certain things are being. Brittany Reiner, I didn't know I was taking marijuana into Russia. No, you didn't. Who put it in the pen? 
All right, she got nine years. She's in Russia. They're going to repeal it. I don't know what's going to happen there. That's Who a whole other story. Who put it in the pen? Because the little yeah. thing, whatever that thing's called. Nails, if I was a pro athlete, all I'm telling ah. you is with all the money at stake and all the ramifications and all the consequences off of your actions, I have to be thinking every time I put something in my body, I want to know what I'm putting now in my I'm gonna body. I'm going to make a statement about her, okay? Yeah. If she owned, she should not be getting nine years. That's crazy. That's stupid. That's crazy. All right? Yeah. But the problem is... I didn't know it was there. Yeah. But who did it? Yeah. It's on you. Did someone put it in your pen? I don't know. It does seem harsh, though. That just seems yeah, like a harsh It's ridiculous. Stop right, it now. So, send her home. Okay. She's been tortured. They'd send her home. Nine years? Yeah. Done. I'd like to hope that, not like, I hope that that appeal, I mean, I hope that appeal comes to fruition. The murderers that get 20, they serve nine, they're out. Yeah, you're better off throwing a bullet in somebody's head. I'm just saying it's an awful thing to yes. say, but. Stupid. Anyways, Tatis needs to grow up. I'm tired of hearing about stuff negative. They have a chance to win a World Series this year, and I just, I, I don't, you know, obviously, I don't think it's going to happen now. I think he's a he's a key piece to them. But they've been winning without him all year. They're going to get the wild card. They're not going to win the division. Dodgers continue to roll. So, all right, we're 45 minutes in. You're locked into 88.1 FM W E L H Providence. You're listening to the Sports Chumps. You can check out all of our podcasts up on our website. Our website is thesportschumps.com. Just go to that Spotify link and click the link, and all of our podcasts are up there. You don't like Spotify? Just go to Google. Search the Sports Chumps. We will be the first people that pop up. We are on every platform you can imagine. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, or you want to stump the dream, email Micah Dean at thesportschumps at gmail.com. Dean the Dream. Yeah, now before we get on to to another topic, obviously this day in sports history, um, after the chump of the week, I like to throw something nice, and I try to, you know, again, you and I are still looking to build different segments of the show, and I got a feel-good story. It's a quick one, but um, I was watching something the other day. There's a kid, and I know my minor league is, but this kid, like, uh, he's been in the minor leagues for 10 years. His name is um, Winton Bernard. Okay, he plays for the Colorado Rockies. He just got called up the other day. Oh. Th- this story gave me chills, I mean, because they showed it on ESPN, and literally, his first thing he did was call his mother. As soon as he was called into the office and they said, you're going to the big leagues, he called his mother right away and he showed it on TV. So he's got the, like the, the phone there, he's telling his mother, and he's literally saying, Ma, she's crying. And he's like, Ma, I just got the call to the big leagues. Ten years in the minor leagues, the Solid. kid did his time, okay? This is this is like, uh, this is Crash Davis type stuff, Bull yeah, Durham, you know? Yeah, so um, he gets called up, he goes one for three, he gets an infield hit on a ground ball at third base, the kid's got wheels, beats it out, scores a run, he had 220 stolen bases in his minor league career, and like I said, he called his mother. He called his mother right away. I think he's close to 30s, but he came up early. You know, he started. I think he came right out of high school, but uh, he's close to 30. Ten years in the minor leagues. He's with Colorado. They're not a contender. Let's hope that they give him a chance to maybe find a, you know, to stay on that roster. But he had his family there, and his mother was the first call he made. And the funny thing, nails. He said, he goes, Ma, I gotta go right now. He goes, I just literally called you before I know anything else. I don't even know where my where the plane. I, I'll get back to you. He's like, I got to get all the itinerary. So it was a real good story, and I had a chill. It was nice. I'd rather give him a shot than Fernando Tatis. Yeah. I mean, it's just unfortunate that Fernando Tatis has so much talent. And I heard Jessica Mendoza last night on ESPN talking about how all her kids, she has a couple of sons, and they, they idolize Fernando Tatis. Mm-hmm. So obviously they're disappointed, but they love him. So it's like they, they like they want the superstars, Dales. Unfortunately, they don't care about Winton Bernard, but I thought I'd mention him. I think it's Solid. a nice story. We, we care about Winton Bernard. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sorry. This day in sports history. Yes. We're tying it into something. Well, obviously, uh, this one's tough. I know it's a guy that you resonate with, and I think you'd get goosebumps over. And, of course, he had one of the greatest careers and one of our favorite, you and I, I think both say he's probably one of our top three or four athletes of all time in our in our lifetime. But on this day, August 18th, and I like to tie it into uh, ELH, on Thursday nights from 8 to 9, August 18th, 1992, the legendary Larry Bird announced his retirement. And of course, you know, 35 years old, you look at LeBron, almost 40, still playing. Bird was different. He played four years of college, came out, did his thing. I mean, maybe he only played three years of college, but I know he committed to Bobby Knight at Indiana, Indiana, then went to Indiana State. Anyways, by the time he got to the pros, he was an adult. He was 22, 23. He was more mature. So by the time he's 35, he played his career out. Do you think a 22-year-old back then is more mature than a 22-year-old now? Yes, yes. Why do you say that? 
Just it's just a different era. Different it was just diff, diff, different world we live in. Yeah, I do. Yeah, good question, and I I definitely think it was different back then. Bird was ready to play. At, you know, it was a plug and play thing, and of course, Red Allback was the genius who drafted him at six early and stored him for a year, kept him, and then of course he was the rookie of the year in 1980, led the Celtics to three NBA titles. From 79 to 79 to 92, he retired at the age of 35. Three MVPs from 84 to 86, and they were consecutive. He won it three years in a row. And um, like I said, rookie of the year in 1980. And you look at his career. These are not season stats. This is career stats. 24 points, 10 rebounds, and 6 assists for his career. LB, you get goosebumps. There was nobody like him. And to be honest with you, those numbers I just mentioned are meaningless because it's everything else he did on the court. He made everybody around him better. Marginal players were good. Good players ended up great. McHale, Parrish, DJ, and Ainge, you know, their, their careers catapulted under the, uh, the guidance of Larry Bird. And of course, you team him up with Magic Johnson in the late 70s, early 80s, they saved the NBA. Solid. Larry Legend, one of my favorites. He's one of my... I have my I have my top five sports players of all time, and he's in my top five. Yeah, Nails, and of course, the one thing I d- didn't mention that I said, obviously, was because of the recurring back problems, and I just remember that press conference, and I remember him just saying, goes, I gave everything I had, and I just had nothing left to give. I just, because of my back situation, I just cannot do it anymore. Who's your top three sports players of all time? It doesn't have to be, it's, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't even have to think about that. I can know number one is probably Yaz. No, because we have the same birthday. I'm not going to throw Yaz in there. My favorite, like, you know, obviously Brady's one. See, I don't know. I just don't, he's not in my top top five. No, I'm saying you're gonna be mad I if like I throw three. Like. You're gonna be mad if I throw three New England guys out there at you. No, that's, from New England. Because I would go like oh. I go Brady. I'd go Poppy because he was clutch and you know Yaz didn't win at all. I'm sorry, and I only right. saw Yaz well, from. Have to be but but I only saw Yaz from '78 to '83. So it's like you know what I mean. He wasn't I'm, even I'm in gonna, his prime anymore. I'm gonna give you my top. Go ahead. My top. Go ahead. I'll do top three. That's all right. All right. Yeah. Larry Legend. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. Bo Jackson. All right, so at the, you lost me at the end only because Bo's probably the greatest athlete of all time. That's what I'm saying. You're, you're yeah, the greatest sports player. Right, you're just yours. You're, yours. You're, you're not talking about I'm like what he about, did in stats and I'm longevity. Not talk, I'm not talking okay. about of like yeah. our opinion. Yeah, my opinion. Yeah. your opinion. Like no one's not everybody's gonna like Larry Bird. Yeah. Not everybody's gonna like everybody likes Michael Jordan. Yeah, not everybody's gonna like Bo Jackson. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I'd probably uh, go. Jo- I'd, I'd probably five. go Jordan, Brady, Bird in any order, like the you know, and two of them. Yeah, and then, then I don't go by what. No, and then Poppy, obviously, because he was yeah. clutch. I want I want guys that were clutch, guys that I knew that when, mm. when the money was on the line, they were going to produce. And then you and I were talking last week about female athletes. Nails just got grazed. I don't know, left to right. But um, I, we talked about Serena Williams being one of the greatest female uh, athletes of all time, no doubt about it. But like you talk about like body of work, and it's cause it's it's Jordan, it's Brady, it's those goat kind of guys that you say greatest of all time, and 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 that you know those are the guys. It's a discussion probably for another day, but it's good to throw it out there. Uh, you got ten minutes left, and um, no local flavor. No, I had the I had the weekend off. Obviously, I was at Fenway uh, enjoying it. Let's talk Fenway. All right, Nails couldn't wait to do this. We are right. fifty-one minutes into the I'm jumps. I'm just gonna get this out there. I'm not gonna building make any the, derogatory comments. Building the brand. If, you, if anybody out there wants to chime in, please chime in on Facebook Live. If anybody out there on ELH would like to email us, right, is, if there's any the if there's any edits late here on the chumps, it's not from the dream. I can tell okay. you this. If you want to email us on the next topic, if you're listening. It's email micadine at thesportschumps at gmail.com. I'm just going to get this out in the open. Then we're going to talk about a big announcement. Okay. All right. And yeah. I'm not making, I'm not saying anything bad. No. All right. Eight guys went to Fenway. Okay. They, they stayed over because they had a good time. So if eight guys go to Fenway Park, how many rooms in a hotel do you get? Do you get two, four, six, or eight? According to... To what I know, only two rooms were rented. I'm going to leave it at that. And I know one thing's for sure. Jeffy Krins, he went home. He did. Dean the Dream slept alone. And who's the other kid, Tito? No, Theo. Theo. (laughs) Theo slept alone. I'm not going to mention any other names. You can figure it out for yourself out there. Fenway started with eight. We got down to seven. Now we're at six. Now it's the famous Fenway Five. 
All right, obviously for anybody out there, like I said, Nails and I have our little production meetings during the course of a day where conversation gets made about, you know, would you do this weekend, went to Fenway, oh, how many rooms, who'd you room with? Well, it was, you know, we had two, you know, a bed here, a bed there. I mean, I was just doing the math. So I didn't I didn't tip my hand there. Nails pride, and I, you know, I sang like a canary. I had a bed for myself. I went face down, belly down, okay, <laughs> totally horizontal, but like face down, and I wasn't sharing. So obviously, at any point, I'm not sharing a bed with another man. I'm not going to lie to you, okay? E-L-H, E-L-H, E-L-H. So I basically, I would have taken the floor and the back injury and whiplash and whatever else comes with it. But I went back to the hotel room after the game. I decided not to go to the bar for more suds. I decided I had had enough, okay? So I got, I got out in front of it, and I got the bed. So I was solo. We're so move on. you have nothing to you have nothing to uh, worry about I'm with proud me. Of you. As far as anybody the other else, five, I, I, I don't want to know. I can't speak for anybody else. I got to admit, they were a great bunch of guys. I, some of the guys I hadn't met before. A couple of guys Theo, I had Theo. met. Theo. Theo. Theo was solid. Anthony and Jeremy, great guys I've met before. And of course, you know, you know, our guy who shotgunned his had his forty sixth birthday. We gave him a shout out last week. Oh, he's a one birthday. Yeah, it was last. I'm surprised with all the the lingo he throws around that he only got two rooms. I'm just saying. No, it was, it was a little tight. That's, I'm, I'm taken back by It's a little that. tight. A little tight. No comment. Let's move on. Big announcement. Oh, it's, it's not even worth getting into. It's a little ridiculous. Eight guys, two rooms. <laughs> All right, Neil's breaking down the numbers. Eight divided by two is four. So that tells me two beds. That means like there's two bodies in each bed. Yeah. It's not a pretty sight. Yeah. I just, I nipped yeah. it in the bud. Yeah. Luckily, Crins drove home. Smartest so was, one there. <laughs> Prince, love you, buddy. All right, all kidding aside, this is serious stuff right, right. now. Go, next, Nails, because this is where you flourish. The huge announcements right now, uh, we've been working two years to get to this point. Oh, it's almost been two years. It feels, we're in our second yeah. year. I mean, we're, we're almost 60 year. episodes in, yeah. 95% uh, of the people have been that have backed us we're, are going to appreciate this. There's a couple of people out there that say they like us, but they don't. There's rumors and all that. We don't really care. We take the constructive criticism and we make ourselves better. That's what we do here. Uh, we're very proud of how far we come, and the big announcement is starting September 1st, we are going to be on 790 The Squaw. So that's a huge, huge, huge announcement for us. You can tune in on Sundays from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m., right before the Patriots pregame. We are going to be on 790 The Squaw. We are also still going to be on 88.1 FM WELH. We will never forget where we came from as far as that goes. We, 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 we appreciate everybody over at ELH, what they do for us. Um, the amount of people that listen to us at ELH is, is unbelievable. But now we've taken it a step further. We are going to be on 790 The Squaw. And I'd like to thank everybody over at Cumulus for believing in us and for making this offer to us. And we, we have accepted it and we are going to be rocking it pretty soon, September 1st. 790 the squall. So be on the lookout for the sports jumps on 790 AM the squall. Yeah, Nails, and that it's well put. And of course, we're dotting the I's and crossing the T's. We still have some things to work out with Cumulus, but things are great. They've been wonderful wonderful to us at the station. We're talking about the times. It looks like we're probably going to get an eight to nine slot on Sunday mornings, which leads up to a, a lot of the times to Patriot, you know, pregame at 10 o'clock, usually three hours before the game. So people are listening. It's big for us. And of course, we're we're still going to be here on Facebook Live, Spotify, iHeart Media, Apple Podcasts. We're not going anywhere. We're just we're just we're just expanding right now, and this is huge for us. And um, I'm I'm very proud of what we've accomplished. And um, I don't think we could have done it without you. And it's been it's been it's oh, been a, it's, it's well it's been a, it's been a hell of a run. And so I'm just gonna make this statement: Monday, August fifteenth at nine thirty nine p.m. Let me repeat that: Monday, August fifteenth, twenty twenty two at nine thirty nine p.m. We are gonna be on seven ninety a.m. The score starting September first. And within the next two years, we're going to have a boat, and the boat's name is going to be Thus Watch Trumps. Mark my words. All right, this is a far cry from like T. Soprano when he got it from Vito, Stugatz. and it was like the Stugats too. I don't know. I'm just happy with it. If we're going to get a boat, I know I get seasick. I'm not. I like to stay on the ground, but if we build the brand to that level. I could live with a bow. I'll take that. What's it called? Dramamine? What do they call it? Like the stuff that... I know. I already saw it. Delcow with the congratulations. Delcow, you're solid, buddy. You're going to be the first guest on 790. 
We're going to give you a can and a, and a string. You can call us in from Coventry. By the way, here we are. Late, late, late innings here on the Chumps. An iconic night here on the Chumps. How come I'm still looking 10 feet away when you finally put it here and I can see everything that's being said? I was telling you about binoculars because I can't see who it says is watching. But Delcar, you've been with us since day we one. You, we love you, You're solid. Um, I got Delca. a couple of... When we get our first couple of million, because it's going to happen, we're going to be syndicated. It's coming. I'm telling you. We're going to be syndicated. The people are going to love the comedy and the actual professionalism and, and, and the sick analysis from Dean the Dream. It's crazy oh, the a, numbers he knows. That's a very, Just very aggressive for one take. Second. Let me talk. You do a lot of talking. I'm going to get my words in. Yes. All right? This is wrong. The circle belongs on the elbow. Okay? Delcar, when we make our first couple of million, we're cutting you in on the deal because you have been a loyal listener. That's hardcore right there, Neil. He's cut. That's hardcore. The IRS doesn't have to know. And I told you, he told me in a, in a Facebook text last week that he's not even that much of a diehard anymore. He said, we, we've brought him back. Solid. We took him off the ledge. He doesn't live it like he used to, but now he's living it again because he's looking forward to the sports jumps every week. And we're on 790 to score on Sunday morning from 8 to 9. Everybody's going to be listening. We're going to build it there. We're going to take it from here to there. It's it's just, it's just it's all upside going forward. Shout out to one of our other loyal listeners, Lenny Mack. Lenny Mack, we love you. All right, we got two minutes left. Actually, one minute. What do you got to say? Come on. I'm just I'm just really proud of what we've done, and I've you know I've been biting my tongue because every week you keep wanting to make the announcement. I'm like nails, just please, just don't put the what's the term? Don't put the cart in front of the horse, please don't. But finally, we've got a little confirmation that we're basically just in. This is a done deal. So um, barring some type of a miracle, I mean we're we're gonna be ready to rock and roll, and it looks like around September first. I think it is September one, but just be ready for it at least you know before the first week of football season. It looks like we're gonna have to be changing some things. People are gonna get used to like you know and have to get used to maybe a new format we're gonna have to change some openings but yeah. it's still gonna be the sports jumps and we're still gonna be building it we're gonna be doing some shows we have our first sponsor and of course anybody out there that wants to sponsor the sports jumps email us at uh or you know at the sports jumps at gmail.com if you're interested in sponsoring us because now people are going to get on board i've had a multiple people tell me well as soon as they hear 790 the score yeah we, we're interested so the the brand is building this is the beginning of it here because for a year we were just having fun with it trying to build it and it's 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 arrived. All right, that's a wrap. My name is Mikey Nails. And I'm Dean the Dream, and you have been listening to the Sports Chumps on 88.1 FM, W-E-L-H, Providence. Enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. We'll see you next week for a taped edition of the Sports Chumps, the best top 10 quarterbacks of all time. Enjoy.
Yes, I got some honey, suck for chocolate, dip and kisses full of love. 